if you picture, you know, the guy, uh, Cy from Duck Dynasty with the real long beard, this guy is a fan of our Bluegrass Wednesdays. You sent him an autographed CD of your new Bluegrass CD in the mail, which is an incredible album. And his name is Keith, and he wanted to say something to you here real quick. Keith, are you there? Yes, sir. St- Keith, you're on the phone with Stephen Curtis Chapman. What would you like to say? Hey, Stephen, I appreciate greatly, greatly blessed the tears of joy. Almost every time I hear it, the first three times I had to quit. I need to drink more water. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, brother, thank you. That means so much, buddy. I really, really, I'm so grateful. Um, it is a. This is one of the most special recordings I've ever gotten to do, just for a lot of reasons. You know, getting to have my my father and my brother involved, and really a lot of my family members, my son and daughter-in-law, but. Um, and, and just singing those songs that are such a part of my my journey and my story and, and the truth that has, you know, sustained me and inspired me to write all the other music I've done all these years. So it means so much to hear that uh, that it's touched you and encouraged you and blessed you. So thank That's you, cool. my brother Keith. Keith, how long have you been listening to bluegrass music? Oh, <laughs> Probably fifty years. Fifty years. Well, we just wanted to loop you in there for a minute, uh, Keith. So thanks for thanks for picking up your phone, and I hope you have a good day. Okay. Thank you much. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. He had no idea he was going to be called by us there, but I just thought he, <laughs> he we oh, sent him a copy awesome. of your albums. I love it. Well, hey. Uh, so thank you for giving us a few minutes here, and we just we just about flipped because uh, a lot of times what we do on Wednesdays is we play uh, the song uh, "I Saw the Light." And I'll fly away the one the, the David Crowder did and just kind of oh, yeah. get people going on Wednesday mornings. And now you've given us a whole album of bluegrass. The, the idea was here just to kind of talk through, um, you know, why you decided you wanted to do this. I know you kind of laid that out in your first track where the bluegrass grows. Yeah. But tell us what's yeah. in your heart behind this thing. Yeah, you know, I always, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes with albums, it's like, well, tell, you know, tell me where this came from or what this is about. And I thought, you know, for those that I might not ever get to really answer that question for, I should just go ahead and put it in the opening track. And yes. Then, you know, answer all the questions, um, you know, right out of the gate, you know, and, and it really is. I could almost quote the lyrics and say, well, you know, the first memories I have or sounds I remember as a little boy growing up in Kentucky were the sounds of my dad playing his guitar, his acoustic guitar, and his buddies, Scotty Henson playing the banjo, his other best buddy he grew up with, Jack Martin, Jack Curtis Martin, which is where my Curtis middle name comes okay. from, was a world-class dobro player. And mm-hmm. uh, he went on to play with Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs and play on the Opry. And I mean, he was, he did, he did quite well. And, and so that's, those are my, you know, earliest memories were, were that kind of music hearing my dad play that music here in his, you know, on the weekends he played uh, in a, in a group called the village singers. They were a folk bluegrass group. And um, and he was really really good, and they were really good. Had a couple of recordings, and, and so I've always loved that music. I mean, if I come across it on the radio, if I hear it playing somewhere, um, you know, it just it it's that sound that touches something really deep in me because that's just you know it's it's where my deepest roots are, and uh, so you know the title deep deeper roots where the bluegrass grows um you know i think not only the music but then when when i started singing with my family and uh and i've been talking a lot about this you know in the last couple of years because i've been doing this solo tour 
kind of a night of remembering and, t- and telling my story, you know, my journey. Yes. Uh, as I wrote it in my book. And, uh, you know, we talked about that before, you know, that stirring that constantly stirring that pot, I guess, you know, stirring, stirring that up inside my soul of, man, these memories and the music I grew up with and the hymns and the, you know, singing with my family, singing with my brother, you know, all of that has stirred that up a bit to think, you know, gosh, I'd, I would love to revisit that music, um, especially, you know, just given that my dad is almost 80 years old, he'll be 80 in June. He's, you know, still sings great, but he's had some health issues and he always complains, I can't sing like I used to. I don't have enough mm-hmm. air. I don't, you know, I don't know what's wrong. You know, I can't. And I'm like, well, dad, my beat that you're 80 years old. That has something to do with it, but he still sings great for, you know, for even a 60 year old totally. man or 50. But, um, he, um, you know, I just thought it would be really special to capture some of that, uh, on a record and, and get to share that with people, especially since I've been talking so much about it and sharing so much about all of that part of my life, uh, with my music. So that's, that's, a really was the reason, uh, the reason for, uh, making this recording. We're so glad that you've done it. Um, you know, and so you just go down the, down the line of these tracks, um, you know, there, there are a couple of originals on here. There are uh, some of your most well-known songs, Cinderella and Dive. Um, you know, My Redeemer is Faithful and True. But then you see these these special names on here. So Ricky Skaggs joins you on Dive. Um, uh, Gary from Rascal Flats joins you on this song, uh, Till the Blue. And then Herb Chapman Sr., uh, your father, and Herb Chapman Jr., your, your brother, plus your son Caleb. Absolutely. And Jillian Edwards is my daughter-in-law who is married to my son, Will Franklin. Yeah. So she's family as well. So yeah, I mean, we've got, and, and Ricky refers to me whenever I see Ricky Skaggs run into him in the airport or whatever, he'll always say, Hey, little brother. <laughs> and, uh, and I call him, you know, my bluegrass big brother. So there you go. he is, uh, he's, you know, family, uh, at least, you know, in, in, in heart and soul. And, uh, so, you know, it's really, yeah, it was really, really an honor to, gosh, have Ricky Skaggs. I mean, if someone someone would have told my, you know, 18, 19-year-old self that someday you'll get a, you know, get to do a, do that with Ricky Skaggs on, you know, a song that you, you wrote, I would have thought they were crazy. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I just, to get to do that, get to do that with Ricky is such a blessing. And uh, and then Rick, uh, Gary uh, Lavox with the Rascal Flats is just uh, another dear friend, great brother. We had talked over the years about, gosh, when are we going to do something together? His wife is so sweet. She's a big, big fan of mine. She's been after him. She, he tells me anyway that she's been after him for years. When are you going to sing us do that with Stephen Curtis Chapman? You know, I love his music. All right. So, uh, so when I called him, he was like, brother, I'm going to make my wife happy. I'm going to make me happy. This is good on all fronts. So <laughs> it was, uh, And it was a really, really special song that I, I wrote with a couple of brilliant songwriters here in Nashville, a couple of the world-class writers we have here, Lori McKenna and Barry Dean, just a, a, a really special song that obviously comes from a deep place in my journey and life and family's journey of, you know, just the walking through the, the darkness and wanting to encourage others in their, in their journey um, when it seems like the sky is never going to be clear again. And so it was, uh, yeah, there's just so many different layers of things that are really sweet and special and, uh, you know, for me. And again, I, I kind of had to, you know, it's finally to be at a point in my career where 
you know, there's a lot of years where, understandably, record company executives, you know, would have A and R guys and people like that would have said, "Look, you can't put a banjo on a song. You know, you can't put dobro, banjo, mm-hmm. you know, man fiddles. You know, they'll think you, you know, you've gone country. They'll think you've lost your, you know, lost your mind. What are you doing? You know, playing that music and you know, and Stevens there, you know, he he does dive and you know, great adventure, saddle up your horses and you know, rock and, and, you know, all that. And and rap, you've done rap. Don't, don't discount yourself. There you go. Sorry. That's right. I almost left that out. So yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, very legitimate rap, rap. Very much so. Well, yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you know, finally to be at a place too in the journey and where I can just kind of say, man, this just really is something that would, I think, I know it'd be meaningful to me and I hope it'll be meaningful to, to people that, you know, maybe even some that don't even, that don't think bluegrass. I don't even know what bluegrass. I don't, you know, or what I've heard of it. I don't really care for it. I've had a lot of people say, "Gosh, I, I never knew I would love love this." You know, yeah. My, my grandchildren. I've got a lot of young people saying, "I love this record," which I think is so fun. Yeah. Now, how? Now, could you please um, give us your definition of bluegrass? Now, what's the difference between bluegrass and say mountain music, country music, country western, whatever you hear people call it? What's What's the true definition of bluegrass? Well, for me. You know, as I reference, you know, coming from the place where the bluegrass grows and crystal music, you know, they 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 will say the father of bluegrass music is Bill Monroe, who grew up not too far from Paducah, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Kentucky, Racine, Kentucky, and he's uh, they you know credited as the father of bluegrass, the one that kind of created the sound. Um, and it's you know usually thought of you know it's it's the harmonies. You know, you'll hear you know you'll hear the the you know the vocals where they're singing, you know, two or three parts in harmony. And a lot of times there's fast picking, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of characterized by fast, you know, picking on the, and the instruments are usually, you know, it's going to be guitar is going to be a, uh, a mandolin and a, a banjo, usually maybe a fiddle, um, upright bass, you know, those are kind of the instruments. It's, you know, Appalachian, I mean, you know, mountain music would, would be, pretty much synonymous i think for a lot of people with bluegrass music because mm-hmm. it's the same kind of instruments you know but i think what what probably and again you know i don't know if there's a a definition but more for me you know when i think of bluegrass it's those harmony sounds you know the vocals um it's not all fast up tempo up you know upbeat things but yeah. it's more the instrumentation but but then it is characterized by just a lot of great picking i mean as i said on this the the credit credits of this album uh, the the real stars the rock stars on this album you know are the the players the, the pickers as they call the, as as we call ourselves in that world you know the mm-hmm. pickers which i'm i'm not really I, I you know i only play along these are the real pros i get to they let me <laughs> play along but you know the guys who are really that those world-class bluegrass pickers that i got to use on this record andy left which is an amazing mandolin player played for years and Ricky Skaggs' uh, band, Kentucky Thunder. Actually, a lot of the guys came from Ricky's band uh, or have been a part of it over the years. Yeah, Scott um, Mulvihill, the the guy that plays the stand-up bass there, is incredible, too, man. Yeah. I mean, people got to check yeah, him out. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing, amazing musician. plays with Allison Krauss and Union Station, of course. But, um, but yeah, Matt Menefee plays banjo on this record. He he does a lot of touring with Mumford & Sons, um, but he's just a world-class banjo player keith sewell plays guitar he used to play with ricky for years um uh justin moses you know on on banjo on some of the songs rob ike is a dobro player who plays on 
tons of records, just an amazing, amazing musician. So all those guys are, yeah, just incredible. Yeah. When you go down the track listing, it's just such a fun thing to listen to and meaningful. Uh, people have already been telling us, you know, they're crying as they listen. But thinking about the hymns and the gospel songs on here, Victory in Jesus, Great is Thy Faithfulness, How Great Thou Art, I'll Fly Away, I'd Rather Have Jesus. I mean, many of these with your brother and your dad that you're singing. I mean, it's hard to probably ask if you have a favorite, but any of those stick out as being particularly meaningful to you? You know, I think one of the ones that's really special, I mean, obviously to get to sing, you know, Great Is Thy Faithfulness and, and My Redeemer is Faithful and True, which is a song of mine that was on my very first album, just to kind of full circle back to that and realize how many of the old hymns really have influenced and inspired many of my songs over the years. That was a real special one to connect those. I've been doing that in concert, those two together, and and just to get to sing those with my with my brother and my dad um, was very special. And then, honestly, one of the most for me, special things about the album is the, the closer, which actually my dad sings lead on mm-hmm. um, and sings the verses. And then my brother and I join on the choruses and, you know, I'm playing guitar with my dad. But it's it's a song we sang at my grandmother's funeral. And it was always a real special song to, uh, you know, to us growing up, but especially for my dad, because it really is his life story. I mean, he he really did at, at a point early on had a chance at fame and chasing a you know the dream to make it in music and laid that dream down to to be able to be a father and be at home because um, he knew it was going to require him basically leaving his family and being gone all the time and um, he didn't after he really began to walk with the Lord and and God really changed his heart he wanted to be able to be with his family so that that the lyrics of that are so special for him, you know, and, and for us. And when it talks about I'd rather have Jesus than wealth or fame, yeah. and, you know, and all of that. And I think, uh, too, just, you know, because we sang it at, at his mom's funeral, um, it was hard. It took us about 10 or 12 takes to get through that song because Dad kept crying. He oh, kept boy. breaking down. And uh, and he, he'd get really frustrated with himself. I was like, <laughs> it was so sweet. I was Dad, don't get it's it's okay, you know. We don't even have to do this one if we can't get it. It's fine. Don't don't get, you know. He's like, I don't know why I can't do this. Why do I keep breaking down? I got to come on, get it together, you know. And I was like, it's okay, Dad. You know, wow. that's part of what makes this song so special. And finally, he got this. I can do it. I can do it. So we finally got through it, and it was just yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, I got to you know have that remembered forever. I'll have that. It'd be a real treasure you know, to be able to go back and listen to hear my voice, my dad's voice singing that song. Definitely. Well, that's great. Stephen Curtis Chapman and, uh, yeah, Deeper Roots, Where the Bluegrass Grows. Thank you so much for putting this work down. It's a beautiful recording. We're so happy to be able to share it, and thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Bless you. Good to talk to you again. Hello. Hello, Rian. It's Jonathan and Lindsay in the United States of America. Rian. How's it going, my friend? Good. Rian, we have a very specific question for you. Yes, what is your question? Have you ever eaten grits? What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me you've been all over this world and you've never had grits? What is grits? Okay, so then here's... Sounds very gritty. Well, and here's the thing, Rian. (laughs) It is gritty. You have preached to me. I mean, you live in Mumbai, India. You have preached to me about the globalization effect and how, you know, the the westernization of our world and how, you know, Americans think they're the only ones that have McDonald's and iPhones and all this kind of stuff. And it's everywhere. 
But I think we found what something. What is that, grits? We found something you don't know about. It's a regional thing, so it's in the the southern parts of the United States. Can you name any states in the USA that are in the South? Uh, Carolina, South Carolina. Correct. Good job. Texas. Yeah, Florida. Texas, uh, New Mexico. Very good. Yes, Georgia. Now they eat a thing called grits. I'm curious if there's any India comparison. Rian, it's like, um, so it's made from corn. It's like ground up corn into kind of like a, like a corn meal type of thing. And then, um, so it's, you eat it like in a bowl and some people eat it with like butter and salt and pepper. Other people eat it. It sounds yum. It's so yum. Some people (laughs) eat it with sugar or syrup. It's so good. You know what? (laughs) There is such good food in America. I just love it. And you know, when I was in America last, my American friends made me discover this thing that you guys do. And I forgot what it's called, but it basically is you take the, the marshmallow and the chocolate and put it over the fire. <laughs> yes, it's called, Rian, it's called a s'more. S'more? Oh, I ate like about a hundred s'mores <laughs> in California. <laughs> yes. I've eaten marshmallows all my life and I've eaten chocolate biscuits all my life, but I've never eaten s'mores ever and they're so good. Yeah, oh they hilarious. are. They are good.